Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we seek His help. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our souls and the consequences of our actions. Indeed, whomever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, none can misguide. And whoever is misguided, only Allah can guide him back to the straight path. I bear witness and I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final prophet and the most perfect worshipper of Allah. As to what follows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran to be conscious of him when he says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah. The way that it is befitting you have taqwa of Allah and do not die except in a state of submission to him. Dear Muslims, one of the most famous sahaba, Talha ibn Ubaidillah, one of the ten promised paradise, one of the earliest converts to Islam. He narrates a hadith and his hadith are very few. This is one of his hadith. It is in the Sunan of Ibn Majah. He says that two people from the tribe of Bali, which is one of the northern tribes, and they were actually a Jewish tribe. They converted to Islam, two brothers or two friends, and they migrated to Medina. And the one of them was more eager and more into rituals than the other. And he had much more ijtihad in doing worship. And once he signed up for an expedition, and he then died a shaheed, the first of them. His friend or his brother remained another year or so living in Medina, and he died then a natural death. Once Talha is saying, I went to sleep and I saw the both of them in a dream, and they were standing outside the gates of Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or an announcement came from an angel or from Allah, and the name of the second one, the one who died in Medina at home, was announced first that now you enter Jannah. And he entered Jannah. Then the name of the first one who died a shaheed was announced. Talha said, I woke up amazed. And I told my dream to the other sahaba who then came to the Prophet and told him this dream. The Prophet said, what are you surprised about? They said, O Messenger of Allah, the first one, was known to be worshipping more, extra ijtihad. And he died a shaheed. And yet he entered Jannah after the second one. The second one entered Jannah first. The Prophet ﷺ said, Hadith is in Ibn Majah, remember, and it's authentic. The Prophet ﷺ said, Didn't the second one live one year more than the first? They said, yes. He said, Didn't he catch a full Ramadan? and fasted that Ramadan? They said, yes. He said, didn't he pray an extra full year, full of sajdas of a full year? They said, yes. He said, so between the distance of the two of them is the distance between the heavens and the earth. One year's Ramadan, one year's salah gave the second one that boost. In fact, the Prophet said, what are you surprised about? Didn't the second one live a full year more? And so, brothers and sisters, as we are celebrating our first post-COVID Ramadan, and every single one of us in this audience, I am sure, is here 
having lost a relative, a loved one, a family friend, an acquaintance. Can there be anybody in this audience who has not lost somebody that they knew? Allah has chosen me and you to be sitting here for an extra year. Allah has chosen us to give us an extra year of worship and those whom we love and those who were with us last year or the year before are not sitting here today for a wisdom known to Allah and a time will come when we will not be sitting here and our family and friends will. But this year, Alhamdulillah, we are now finishing this month of Ramadan. This is the final Ramadan, uh, Jum'ah of Ramadan. Tonight is the final 29th odd night and our khatim will be tonight. So we should appreciate and thank the blessings Allah has given us. And of the greatest of these blessings is He has given us a Ramadan full of, full of Iman and full of worship and full of ibadah and full of fasting. This Ramadan, dear brothers and sisters, has been especially sweet for all of us because we truly missed the spirit of Ramadan due to COVID. We missed the jama'at. We missed this congregation. And now that Allah has blessed us to return to a state of normalcy, the least that we should do is to appreciate and be thankful. To appreciate, show shukr. But dear Muslims, shukr is not just shown verbally. Shukr is demonstrated primarily in one's actions and secondarily by the tongue. Shukr or thankfulness is shown by our actions as Allah says in the Quran, I'malu ala Dawood shukra. O family of Dawood, show me your amal of shukr. I'malu ala Dawood shukra. O family of Dawood, meaning Dawood and Sulaiman. O Dawood and Sulaiman, show me your shukr in your actions. So now that we're winding up one more Ramadan, and Allah knows how many more Ramadans any one of us has. Now that we're winding up this month of Ramadan and we're going to enter the rest of the 11 months, the least that we can do is to take the spirit of Ramadan that we have captured, to utilize this Iman boost that all of us has gotten and to try to maintain a better life post-Ramadan than we had pre-Ramadan. Dear Muslims, Allah warns us in the Quran of a very, very dangerous thing in a beautiful metaphor. It's a very beautiful metaphor. Allah says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَلَّتِي نَقَضَتْ غَزْلَهَا مِنْ بَعْدِ قُوَّةٍ أَنْكَاثَةً Don't be like that lady who's weaving a carpet and she spends a long time weaving strand by strand. You know, in those days to take a carpet would take years to build or many months to build. You have to go wire or literally thread by thread. Allah says, don't be like that lady who builds an entire carpet thread by thread and then with her own hands, she destroys it thread by thread. Subhanallah, what a powerful metaphor. What is the purpose of the metaphor? Allah is telling us after doing such hard work, after gaining such a prize, this carpet, let's say Ramadan, we have built something. Don't destroy it with your own hands. 
Don't do something foolish that's going to cause all of the efforts that you have done to go to waste. Let's not be like that person who spent so much effort doing something good only to finish that good and then end up destroying it with our own foolishness, with our own actions. And so brothers and sisters, as we are now entering the rest of the 11 months of the year, inshaAllah ta'ala, practical advice for myself and all of you. Practical advice about what we should be doing. And I summarize my points in three simple points three pieces of advice first and foremost in this month every one of us has increased our rituals every one of us has exerted more effort in our salah in coming to the masjid which is one of the greatest actions of worship in listening to the quran in doing dhikr in making istighfar dear brothers dear sisters the lord of ramadan is the lord of shawwal the Lord of Ramadan is the Lord of the rest of the year. And the rights that he has do not change. They are still the same rights. So even if we cannot embrace the exact same quantity of ibadat, let us try to maintain a higher quality of ibadat. Agreed. We cannot worship the quantity of worship we do in Ramadan. Yes, but some of that quality that we gained, some of that iman that we gained, we need to ensure <coughs> for the rest of the month that we maintain that quality. And all actions of worship need to be maintained. We begin with the salah. And what will make us realize the importance of the salah? The salah is the backbone of iman. It is the pulse of our spiritual heart. Just like the one who has no pulse has no heart, the one who does not pray does not have a spiritual heart. We begin with the salah. And dear Muslim, no matter what state you are in, salah can always be increased. Haven't you ever wondered, in the whole Quran, never once does Allah command us simply to pray. Never once does it say, sallu. Not one time. The commandment is what? Aqeemus salah. Perfect the structure of salah. Powerful way of bringing across to us. It's not just salah. It is the perfection of salah. It is the establishment of salah. And iqamat al-salah is an ongoing process. We can always solidify. We can always fortify. Those of us who are struggling to pray five times a day, now is the catalyst we need with the ending of Ramadan that insha'Allah ta'ala, this year will be the year I will begin my five daily salawats. Those that are doing the five daily salawat but struggling with the sunnah, this is the catalyst we need. Insha'Allah we will do the sunnah. Those that are doing the salawat and the sunnah, they can always add nafil. Those that have the nafil, there is no end to the quality and khushu'. So point number one when it comes to the rituals is Salah, and it is truly the embodiment of what it means to be a Muslim. Do not trivialize the importance of the salah. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah said, Hadith Qudsi, the servant will not draw closer to me with anything more than what I have been made fard upon him. The fard salah is the number one thing that will draw us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then all the other rituals as well. Increase a little bit of your adhkar, of your duas, of your Quran. So point number one, increase your rituals to what is reasonable for you. Be practical, be pragmatic, be realistic. How much can you add? And every Ramadan, keep on adding a little bit more. This is the first point. The second point, 
of the spirits of Ramadan, of the main benefits of Ramadan actually, is the heightened consciousness of Allah, the taqwa, the istighfar, the tawbah, contemplating our purpose in life, seeing that we have a higher goal, appreciating the sweetness of Iman. And so my second takeaway point to you is that as the year now goes on after Ramadan, let us always be mindful of Allah. The spirituality, the heightened awareness that we had of who we are, of our identity as Muslims. Let us constantly remind ourselves of our ultimate identity. We are first and foremost Muslims. We are submitters to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're worshippers of our Lord. We're believers in the Quran. We are the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is our fundamental identity. And in Ramadan, it came to the forefront. We felt that sense of pride, that sense of accomplishment. So as Ramadan comes to an end and we go about our daily lives and we immerse ourselves back into our regular routines, let us take that spirit of taqwa, that spirit of God consciousness, that realization that we have a higher purpose. Wallahi, brothers and sisters, we live in a land, we live in a time when very little reminds us of the akhirah, when we are so busy in the dunya, when we are so engrossed in what we are doing. Ramadan was a good break and that break reminded us of a higher goal. Now that Ramadan is over, let us not lose track of that higher goal. Let us be aware, let us be conscious, let us maintain that taqwa. The third point, brothers and sisters, in all of this. The third point, and my whole series this Ramadan was based on that, is that a part of being a Muslim isn't just the rituals, isn't just the God consciousness. A fundamental aspect of being a Muslim is how we interact with other people, our akhlaq. And this Ramadan, I did a whole 30-part series about some of the key points of akhlaq. A Muslim is not just one who submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but also one from whose hands and tongue other people are safe, who does not hurt and harm other people, whose akhlaq are demonstrated by how he does interactions. So one of the takeaways of this month in this month, we controlled our temper, inshallah. We controlled our tongue. We controlled our gaze. In this month, we were more generous. Even if we cannot maintain that quantity, let's take a little bit of that quality and let us better ourselves. Let us examine what are my weaknesses when it comes to akhlaq. Is my temper too short? Do I have a sharp tongue? Am I sarcastic? Am I hurting other people? Am I involved in taking the rights of others? We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Ramadan is a time of introspection. Ramadan is a time of contemplation. In this month, we realized especially our weaknesses. So now that the month has come to an end, let us make an active effort to concentrate on those weaknesses, to overcome those bad akhlaq, to give more weight to the good akhlaq that we have. If some of us have a, 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 an issue with, let's say, our tongue, with our anger management, then this Ramadan is the time we trained ourselves. Now that Ramadan is coming to an end, we move forward and we make an especial attempt that I will be a better person. How are we treating our families? How are we treating our children? In this time and age when families are breaking apart, we need to maintain the sanctity of the family. And especially in this day and age when Allah Musta'an, almost majority of marriages are, are ending up, we as Muslims need to demonstrate what it means to be a family in this time and place. So is, as Ramadan is coming to an end, concentrate on your akhlaq. 
Concentrate on your akhlaq with family and friends and realize as our Prophet ﷺ said, the best of all people are those that are best to other people. These three points are summarized in one hadith. Memorize this hadith and you will know the points. Mu'adh ibn Jabal narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said to me comprehensive advice. He said, O Mu'adh, ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt. Three simple realities. O Mu'adh, be conscious of Allah wherever and whenever you are. Always be conscious of Allah. And if you ever fall and do a mistake, if you ever commit a sin, make up by doing a good deed. And as you interact with people, interact with the best of manners. Three simple points that summarizes our whole faith. Be conscious of Allah. We're not going to be perfect. If we make a mistake, follow it up with a good deed. If we said something vulgar, we were nasty to somebody, give some sadaqah and apologize. Ask Allah's forgiveness, then ask forgiveness for the one that you have hurt. Nobody is perfect. But Allah Azza wa Jal is not demanding perfection. He's wanting to see a struggle to be better. We never lose hope of that struggle. Even as Ramadan comes to an end, the doors of Allah are still open. Ar-Rahman is still Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahim is still Rahim. And number three, Khaliqin nasa bi khuluqin hasan. Dear Muslims, Ramadan has taught us one fundamental truth. And that truth is, there is nothing that brings greater joy to our hearts than worshiping Allah. There is no feeling of nobility that is more noble than being in sajda in the middle of the night. There is nothing that increases our iman like fasting and praying and charity. We feel a sense of life in Ramadan that we don't feel outside of Ramadan. Every one of us now, even as we are physically tired, our throats are dry, Yet still, we know one week from now, we will be missing this month. There's going to be an emptiness in our hearts, even as our stomachs are full. There will be an emptiness of the qalb. Why? Because Ramadan reintroduces us to the pleasure of worshipping Allah. That is the fundamental blessing of Ramadan. There is nothing greater than worshipping Allah. There is no pleasure there is no sense of purpose. There is no nobility that is higher than the nobility of being an abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this month, we appreciate and understand that. Now that this month is coming to an end, our ubudiyah to Allah, our servitude to Allah should not come to an end. And even if we cannot maintain, as we said, the quantity of ibadat, let us take with us the quality of that worship. Let us keep with us some of that sweetness of Iman. Let us maintain that relationship with our Lord, with His Sharia, with His Prophet, with His Quran. Because Wallahi, brothers and sisters, and you know this from your own experiences, life is not worth living without Iman. The pains of life, the anxiety, the suffering, all of it you can cope with when you have Allah. When you have Allah, life becomes meaningful. Life becomes noble. When you have Allah, when you have Iman, when you have spirituality, everything around you changes. The sun is shining, the wind is blowing, everything feels good. And when your Iman is low, even if everything else is full, inside you are empty. 
And Ramadan teaches us this reality. So as Ramadan is coming to an end, the one thing we should not stop is the feeling of Iman, is the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Lord of Ramadan is the Lord of Shawwal. The rituals of Islam do not stop. When we finish this month, let us all make a vow to Allah. Let us make a sincere commitment to Allah that this future year, I will be a better person than I was the previous year. And we make the same commitment every every single Ramadan because the point of Ramadan as I said when we began this month the point of Ramadan is that Ramadan acts as a boost for us every Ramadan we rise up higher and higher and higher and higher until the best Ramadan we will ever have is our last Ramadan and the best time of worship we will ever have is our final days on this earth that is the goal but I don't know when my final days will be and that's why we make sure Every Ramadan will be better than the last one. From now we make the goal. If Allah gives us another Ramadan, then that Ramadan will be better than this one. We make that goal from now. And if Allah gives us a third and a fourth, just like that Sahabi, every single Ramadan, what did the Prophet say? The distance is between the heavens and the earth. Don't we want to be that person? Don't we want to be that person for every Ramadan? We rise up the distance between the heavens and the earth. So make that our intention. Make that our goal. Make that our ultimate ideal and Allah Azza wa Jal will be the one who will help us. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless me and you with and through the Quran and may he make us of those who is versed as they understand and applies halal and haram throughout our lifespan. I ask Allah's forgiveness. You as well ask him for he is the Ghafoor and the Rahman. Alhamdulillah all praises due to Allah, the one and the unique. It is He alone that we worship, and it is His aid that we seek. He is the Lord of the oppressed, and He hears the dua of the weak. As to what follows, dear brothers and sisters, tonight is still the 29th. Ramadan is still not over. And even if we have fallen short, tonight is the last golden opportunity, the last of the odd nights. And tonight is also the khatim. And it is a part of the sunnah of the sahaba. It is a part of the sunnah of our early ancestors and predecessors that when the Quran was finished, they would gather together and they would make a dua. Anas ibn Malik, for example, it is authentically narrated. Every time he would finish the Quran in his personal worship, he would invite all of his family and friends, his neighbors, he would invite everybody. And when he finished the Quran, he would make a dua. And the same is narrated from a number of the Sahaba and Tabi'un. So tonight we'll be finishing the Quran, even if those of you were not able to attend the whole, but tonight will be the finishing. And there is, according to some of the Sahaba, they said, after every khatma, there is a dua. In the kulli khatmatin dua. So there will be a special dua tonight. Try your best to attend. And tonight is the 29th night. So wherever you are, whatever place you are in, do some extra worship. It is the last of the odd nights. Also, brothers and sisters, of the fara'id, of the wajibat of our religion, is something called zakatul fitr. There are two types of zakah that are obligatory. There is the general zakah, that is the 2.5%, and that's we pay any time of the year, even though many choose to pay to Ramadan. There is another type of zakah called zakatul fitr. Zakatul fitr is obligatory on everybody who can afford it, and it consists of giving one sa', which is a unit of measurement of food, of barley, of grain, of rice, of pasta, whatever is a staple f 
food item. Our Prophet said that upon every person, not even the one who's fasting, a person, even if there's a baby at home, even if there's a, a, a nursing lady, even if there's an elderly person, every person must give a saw. And a saw in our days has been translated as $10. We can give cash as well, even though, of course, no doubt in uh, the time of the Prophet they would give staple food items. And he told us why. Mutahharatan. It is a kafara. It is going to be a cleansing for the one who has been fasting. In case he saw something he should not have seen. In case he said something he should not have said. Just giving one sa' which is 10 or 15 dollars. You know they say 10 dollars and that's fine. If you give more it's even better. But 10 dollars is the minimum, right? 10 dollars for the whole month. That's all. And the Prophet ﷺ said, this will act as a kafara. Any mistake we made, anything we said, our anger, something, just $10 will be a kafara for the whole month. And also there is a second blessing of the purpose of Zakatul Fitr. And that is that Zakatul Fitr, because ideally in those days it was given walking to the Salatul Eid. In our times, obviously, it's okay to give a few days before, so definitely you can give today. But remember, in those days, poverty was everywhere, right? People did not have food to eat. So as people were going for Salatul Eid, everybody would get food. Nobody would be hungry on Eid day. That's the purpose of Zakat al-Fitr, that the society, that the whole Muslim community should be celebrating. That's the goal of Eid, and that's the goal of Zakat al-Fitr. So there's two goals of Zakat al-Fitr. Number one, for me and you, that our sins are forgiven, any small thing that we have done. And number two, that our community celebrate an Eid, that nobody should go hungry, no child should not have food on the day of Eid especially. So look at this beautiful religion that we have, that on these special days we are told to do extra worship. So therefore, zakat al-fitr is an obligation. Uh, you know, in our times they say $10, and if you go outside you will find the boxes over there. And as we said, $10 per person of the household. So everybody in your household, you may give zakat al-fitr or you must give zakat al-fitr on their behalf. Also, dear brothers and sisters, do not forget to give the kafara or the fidya for those who have not been fasting. If there has been an elderly person uh, who is not able to fast, if there is a, uh, a pregnant or nursing lady who is not fasting, then it is uh, also something that those who are earning money must give the kafara or the fidya on their behalf. And again, you know, the amount differs from person from uh, fiqh council to fiqh council. Uh, the fiqh council of North America has suggested $15 as the fidya for those who are not able to fast. $15 per day. So if there's an elderly person he has not fasted the whole month, 30 times 15. Every day they have not fasted, you give the kafara for that. Make sure this is done because this is also an obligation. And the final point, brothers and sisters, is that indeed, Salatul Eid is one of the main sha'ir, one of the main signs of our religion. And there is a controversy, is it fard ayn or fard kifaya? The opinion I follow, which seems to be Allahu alam, but it is in fact fard ayn. Every Muslim should go to Eid. Every Muslim should go to Eid. Our Prophet even said that the women who are not able to pray should go to the Eid Musalla. I mean, that's a very, very amazing thing. They're not even supposed to pray in that time of the month. Still, they should go to the Musalla. And, and the Prophet said they should witness the Barakah, the Khair of the Muslims. So Eid is the one time of the year that the entire community should come together. And many scholars say it is Fard Ayn, and other scholars say it's Fard Kifaya. That's a fiqh ikhtilaf. In any case, whatever it might be, there is no question. This is the fundamental one uh, event 
that the whole community comes together for and especially in this land when we do not appreciate Eid publicly in Muslim lands Eid is you know on the streets we know it in this land when Islam is a private identity people don't know what Muslims are then dear families Eid should be the day you spoil your children Eid should be the day that they remember the memories they should have of Eid should be very positive memories you must take them to the Jama'at you must give them something extra on this day of Eid because this is one of the ways they will preserve your family legacy of Islam the rituals and the ibadat and the festivals this is not a, uh, something that is trivial it is one of the core identities of how people are Muslims and subhanallah there are some Muslims inshallah nobody over here some Muslims the only time they come to Muslim gatherings on the day of Eid there are some people like this khair okay so that's especially important then that all of us are there we are at our best and it is sunnah on Eid al-Fitr in particular it is sunnah our Prophet would have a small breakfast before going to the salah to show that he's not fasting it is sunnah to eat something a little bit even if it's just a date before you go but something you may eat and of course we dress up in our fine garments but obviously brothers and sisters make sure you are dressed in a dignified manner do not be like the lady who made that full uh, uh, rug and then destroyed it with her own hand as the Quran says no on the day of Eid be respectable and dignified and follow the commandments of Allah but yes dress up the way that Allah Azza wa Jal allows us to dress up and yes on the day of Eid as well uh, it is a day of takbirat and a day of extra dhikr and especially as we are going towards Salat al-Eid especially when we're going to the Eid Salah our Prophet Sallallahu would raise his voice with the takbirat Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar he would raise his voices in fact in Medina the Sukh would be chanting takbirat on the day of Eid so we should revive the Sunnah as well and we should be saying the takbirat on the day of Eid as we are going on that uh, towards the the day of Eid and also uh, it is Sunnah to say salam to everybody that we meet on the day of Eid because again this is one of the Sha'air of Islam strangers anybody you just say salam to them because we should feel that spirit of Eid and Alhamdulillah inshallah we pray that this Eid will be one of the largest and the best inshallah we pray for good weather as well on that day to be praying Eid here but wherever it is we will come inshallah and we will thank Allah and Allah mentions Eid in the Quran so that you may finish the 30 days of fasting and then you may praise Allah because Allah has guided you and so that you may show thanks to Allah. My khutbah today was about how we show thanks. And Allah says that thanks was going to begin right after Ramadan with that Salat al-Eid. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst the shakireen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this month of Ramadan to come to an end with all of our sins forgiven and all of our good deeds accepted. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala write our names in this month of those whose names have been saved from the punishment of Allah. We ask Allah azza wa to accept our qiyam. We ask Allah to accept our siyam. We ask Allah to accept our duas. We ask Allah to make us of those who are successful in this month. Oh Allah, we ask you to bless this ummah and to grant this ummah izzah and peace. Oh Allah, whoever desires good for this ummah, bless them in this effort. And oh Allah, protect us from the evil of those who desire harm to this ummah. Oh Allah, guide us and guide our children after us. Oh Allah, oh Allah, make iman beloved to us and make iman beloved to our children. Oh Allah, oh Allah, make the Quran the 
wellspring of our hearts and the light of our eyes, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, allow the love of the Qur'an to enter our hearts and lives and to bless us and to enter the hearts and lives of our children after us, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, help us to be of those who establish the salah. And O oh Allah, make our children and their children after us of those who establish the salah. O oh Allah, guide us to the best of manners for none guides other than you and turn us away from the worst of manners for none can turn away other than you. O oh Allah, allow us to live as Muslims and to die as mu'mins and to be resurrected with the righteous and the noble companions. Ibadallah, inna Allah ta'ala amrakum bi amrin bada bihi bi nafsi wa thanna bi malaikadi qudusi wa thalatha bikum ayyuhal mu'minuna min jinnihi wa insi faqala azza min qa'ilin alima inna Allah wa malaikadu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa an'im ala abdika rasulika muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi أجمعين عباد الله إن الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر وأقم الصلاة Please leave no gaps in the line. We want to have maximum capacity inside the masjid, inshallah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استو leave no gaps in the line straighten your rows Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله 
إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين والتين والزيتون وطور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Brothers and sisters, there's a janazah, so please stay and wait for this. And we are aware that our sister does not have family here and she died in difficult circumstances, so make special dua for her, inshallah. Whose phone is this? Uh, the janazah's four takbirat. The first takbirah will be Surah Al-Fatiha. After the second takbirah, salat upon the Prophet Muhammad. The third takbirah is when we make the dua for her. If you do not know the dua from the sunnah, you may say any dua. Allahumma fillaha warhamha. And if you do not even know that, then you may make any dua even in your language. After the fourth takbirah, uh, you can say Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. And then we'll make the taslim. <coughs> Still. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar الله أكبر اللهم اغفر لها ورحمها وعافيها وعفو عنها وكرم جزيلها اللهم اغسل لها بالماء والبرد ومن أقرب الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله The burial will be in Farmersville whoever is able to attend inshallah